Wherever cancer is, Hancock Health will fight. In any part of you and in all corners of East Central Indiana. From Indianapolis to Greenfield to Knightstown and beyond. From hospital rooms to family rooms, we fight. With technology and medicine. With care backed by the wisdom of Mayo Clinic. For you, for your family, and for your future. We fight cancer here. HancockHealth.org slash cancer. Good morning. It is Friday, February 2nd, six minutes after nine. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So yesterday, Ron DeSantis announced that he's deploying the Florida National Guard and also State Guard to go down to the U.S.-Mexico border. A battalion of about a thousand National Guard members are going to be deployed. And that's in addition to the 90 Florida officers that are already there. So this is totally just a coincidence, but we had a long conversation this morning with someone who just got back Mm -hmm. from the border. And this person is a patriot and a hero and uh, has served their country in a a variety of ways and went willingly down there as a decorated member of various law enforcement and military institutions. And this person told us, and this was amazing, I, I mean, it's not surprising, but to hear it from somebody who was there, it's one thing to hear, you know, hey, Ted Cruz comes out and says, we've lost control of the border. But to hear from someone who's, who has spent time there mm-hmm. and seen it for themselves, this person told us, you can't even imagine how bad it actually is. And this person told us, they said, the cartels control the border. Yep. It, it is not, the U.S. government is not in charge. Mexico is not in charge. Our military is not in charge. The cartels are in charge of the border. Yeah. So this person spent about 15 hours a day for over 30 days there down at the border. And uh, he said that the cartel is armed. And many times uh, the people that are uh, trying to protect the border are just walking away because of the... Uh, guns that the cartel has and that over 16,000 illegals crossed the border in Arizona within 30 days and now a lot of the illegals are heading to Arizona and California rather than Texas because when they're finally trying to get things secure in Texas well the cartels and the illegals know that so now they're choosing to go elsewhere and this is not just uh, the case of uh, Southern Americans South Americans who are crossing the border, they only account for about 20% of the illegals. The rest are from all over the country. All over the world. All over the world. And many of these people are on the uh, terror watch list. Yeah, I mean, you've got, uh, they always try to make, the left always tries to make it out like, it's just children and women and we're throwing these poor people in cages. No, I mean, there's zero reason for a single able-bodied Chinese man to be crossing the southern border illegally none zero there's no reason for that person to be here there's no reason for that person to stay here none there's no good viable reason that's not a person seeking asylum nothing zero and yet we are seeing time and time again that is what the predominant uh group of people who are crossing the southern border are 100% able-bodied men, many of them, as you said, not even from South American countries. Mm -hmm. And as you also alluded to, 
the people that we are catching, that we are checking, a whole lot of them are are on watch lists or, mm-hmm. you know, it's like check and contain at all costs type of people. Yeah, and uh, the Border Patrol that are there doing a lot of hard work, of course, when these people come across the border, uh, they bring bags with them. So the Border Patrol has to bend over and, and their backs hurt and they're dumping the bags and uh, many of them having to get new equipment. And um, we've been told that it, that it just smells. It's just a bad situation. You know what's interesting is this person, when he went, he was very enthusiastic about mm. going because this is a serve your country at all mm-hmm. cost type of guy. And he um, he said it took him about two days before that enthusiasm uh, went wore off right out the door ski. Right. Yes. <laughs> I, it, it, look, it is a crisis beyond words. It was very interesting to talk to someone who was there someone who you know is a hundred percent honest and going to shoot straight with you on what's happening and it is a but this is this is probably our theme for the show today casey is crisis of leadership because we're going to talk about this diego morales thing in just a little bit which is totally gross even by diego morales standards we're going to talk about this todd rokita thing which is totally gross even by todd rokita standards and and this whether it's a national level it's bipartisan it's republicans here it's democrats there 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 is no leadership there is no there are no people who are willing to raise their hand and own up to mistakes and correct the mistakes and do the right things. And we are seeing it, whether it's a state level, a local level, a federal level, a complete crisis of leadership in this country. Okay, so here's Ron DeSantis saying that we need to stop the invasion at the southern border once and for all. We have stepped up probably more than any other state has stepped up, and we're proud to do that. However, uh, we don't think this is enough. Uh, I believe that a state has a right to fortify its own borders. Uh, And so if Texas is helping to erect barriers, putting up razor wire, doing other things to keep illegal aliens out, I want to be helpful with them doing that. I don't want to be part of the federal government trying to tear down these barriers and let more people in illegally. This is crazy that this is the case. Uh, So today uh, we are going to fortify our presence along the southern border. Uh, We're providing up to one battalion of Florida National Guard, uh, as well as uh, our first ever deployment of the Florida State Guard. And the goal is to help Texas fortify this border, help them strengthen the barricades, help them add barriers, help them add the wire that they need to so that we can stop this invasion once and for all. And the states have to band together. Now, 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 lockdown McGee is is finally heading to the southern border. Is that right? Did he is. That? He is. Uh, and I'm wondering, who did he get pressure from to do that? Well, that, so this is interesting. So Holcomb, I guess, is going to go to the southern border. I, I don't know what motivated him. Because remember, he was one of the last governors to sign on to that, even that letter. Mm-hmm. So he's going to go there. I don't know. Apparently, maybe he thinks one of the uh, satellite campuses of the World Economic Forum might be down there or something. I don't know, but he's going to he's gonna go down there and we'll see what his observation of, of it is and what he says and if Indiana's going to end up pledging to help and anything. Send, yeah. Um, so, you know, it's, an, it's a mess, Casey. It's an mm-hmm. absolute 100% complete mess. Biden and the Democrats are invested in it, not only not getting any better, but getting worse. The Republicans who have had ample opportunity over the past year to force Biden's hand to make him do this have not. And so once again, 
theme of the day, crisis of leadership. You have Republicans who want illegal immigration for big business. You have Democrats who want illegal immigration because they hate this country and they want to fundamentally change the country and they want a reliable generation of, of, of Democrat voters. And so you have nobody looking out for you. Okay, so a couple things did happen yesterday. One was that the House passed that bill to deport illegal migrants who have been arrested for drunk driving. However, that bill was opposed by 150 Democrats. So 150 Democrats say, no, you're here illegally. You've been caught drunk driving, but that's still okay. But Casey, and yes, and they're gross, And but I expect that from them. That bill's actually been opposed by the Republicans too, because if the Republicans actually wanted that, they have had at least three, probably four opportunities to get that as a part of any government funding deal or whatever, and they haven't done it. And this is what they do time and time and time again. They pass all these things in the House, which they know will have no chance of becoming law. So they come back to you and go, look at what we did. But then when they have the actual chance to get these things into law on these government funding deals where they have to, you know, Biden said we have to fund the government. They don't do any of it. They don't really want to do all of these things. They want to lie to you and mislead you and manipulate you. And thus, we have none of these things actually coming into practice. Well, it almost seems like there's a split then within the Republican Party. Some saying that, no, we're not going to pass anything that has Ukraine funding in it. And others saying, you know, yes, go ahead, do something. Um, But doesn't it almost seem like it's a blackmail or extortion by the Biden administration? Like they're holding this over their head and no wait 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 though you're beautiful and wonderful and I love you but that's not fair because Mitch McConnell came out at the end of 2022 along with uh his his child there in the Senate Todd Young and the rest of the good time fun gang and said Ukraine is the most important thing to us we are when they voted for that massive what it was 1.7 trillion dollar spending bill at the time or whatever that was and 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 chopped the legs off the incoming Congress they said we want to hurry and pass this because Ukraine not the border, not energy, not uh, uh, taxate, none of that. The Ukraine, the mm-hmm. words of Mitch McConnell, mm-hmm. is the most important thing to us. So we don't get to let those guys play victim now or act like they're innocent in all of this because it was their own words. Biden's just doing what Mitch McConnell said, which is Ukraine is the most important thing to the Senate Republicans. Okay, well, now you have the Speaker of the House coming out, though, and he's the one who's saying that we have the catastrophe at the border and it's infecting the entire country and something needs to be done. Just since the time I was elected Speaker, less than 100 days ago, More than 700,000 illegals have been welcomed into our country illegally by the Biden administration. American school children have been forced into virtual schools. Why? So migrants can sleep in their school buildings. Korean War veterans of the U.S. have been booted from nursing homes that were sold to house migrants. Our streets are being flooded with fentanyl. Hundreds of thousands of children and adults are being poisoned and losing their lives. Vulnerable children and women are being exploited and trafficked by cartels, and that's happening even within our borders. Okay, so they've got a choice, right? Uh, Speaker of the House, supposed to be the leader of the party or the money guy, Mitch McConnell. And you've got this infighting because Dan Crenshaw said that he's disappointed in Republicans who oppose the border. And then you've got Byron Donalds down in Florida saying, hey, if you're going to impeach Mayorkas for what he's done, then you have to do the same exact thing to Biden. So they can't even agree within their own party what they want to do. 
Yeah. So there are no, you know, as, as Dave Mason and your celebrity uh, boyfriend, Billy Dean, once said, there ain't no good guy. There ain't no bad guy. There's only you and me. And we, we just, just disagree. disagree. Except in this case, they're, they're all they're all uh, they're all bad guys. All right. So, hey, just uh, it's half your show. You can do whatever you want. But I need quite a bit of time on this Diego Morales mm-hmm. stuff because what he did yesterday was maybe the most gross thing I've ever seen in the state house. And, you know, Casey, I've seen some really gross stuff. So. We can do whatever you want to do next segment, and then let's get to Diego at 930. How about that? It's coming up. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. There's a place where lovers go. Oh, that's so good. That's great. Yeah, you know what this is? Lonely Town? Exactly. Lonesome Town. Yeah. Ricky Nelson. Yes. <laughs> 22 minutes after 10 with Kendall Where and Casey on 93 WIBC. This next story might make you smile. Oh, great. We need more of those. It's about Kathy. Because the rest of the show, not going to be it. It's about Kathy Griffin. Oh, why would that make me smile? Because she has issued a plea for her fans to purchase tickets to her stand-up comedy tour <laughs> because they are not selling what? well. Oh, Listen God. to this victim. Okay, I'm doing one of these videos where I'm looking up. All right, I'm going to be honest with you guys. Um, I had another voice surgery two days ago, so my voice is sounding better, I think. Mm-hmm. And yet, I have COVID, mm. and I'm heartbroken because I'm getting divorced. So here's what I'm here to talk to you about. It's all about the tour, man. Uh Just freaking get me Uh to opening night in Des Moines. And Omaha is not selling well. Omaha, first of all, there's not enough people there. Okay, so I'm playing Omaha, Nebraska in February. Uh So I need comedy fans to come out and see me. And Kansas City, Uh come on. I, I need sellouts. Um... Wah. Well, Boo-hoo. It, it, it is amazing that the woman who once <laughs> held up a severed head of the president yeah. is shocked that she may not be getting some bipartisan cooperation mm-hmm. in terms of the fans who are wanting to come to her show. Please come see me. She's... <laughs> And let me, she's the type of person who would call all of these places flyover states. They don't matter. It doesn't count. Who cares? And then she's going to go do a tour there and is wondering why people don't want to go see her comedy tour. Isn't it interesting how the, the, the disconnect that these Hollywood celebrity people have between their actions and how people view their actions and so in their world like you're right casey these people who have said super insulting things mm-hmm. about you know midwestern people mm-hmm. family values and in the case of kathy griffin all you know holding up the head of the severed head of the president and then they look at it as but i'm so famous mm-hmm. and why I'm don't you want to come see I'm me so important yeah that i'm gonna go right into the belly of the beast which you can't get any more center of the country than omaha nebraska mm-hmm. and i'm gonna be just dismayed that my my merch and my ticks aren't moving very well <laughs> of the uh, in the heart of the people that, that I have hurled many many an insult at. And so she started it out with what is she trying to get a sympathy purchase? Like, <laughs> oh, I had surgery. Oh, I'm sick. Oh, I'm getting a divorce. That's why you should come to my comedy show. Well, and I also it's like I don't even know who I don't know who many of these comedians are. But it's uh, like, okay, and Dave Chappelle is 
an, an enigma, but let, let's say, because he is liberal on a lot of things, but that he makes common sense on some things. Let's just say Dave Chappelle was a super hardcore leftist. I don't lump him into that because he has views that are all over the map, but let's say he was that. Let's say he was Kathy Griffin. Dave Chappelle could do that and get away with it because there are millions of people who love Dave Chappelle and want to see him. So Dave Chappelle could uh, could do that stuff and people would still go see him in Omaha, Nebraska. I didn't even know Kathy Griffin was, was still, on tour, <laughs> on tour, still performing. Mm-hmm. If we'd have played the dead or alive game, I might have lost that. Mm-hmm. I, and yet. So, I mean, you, you are a largely irrelevant. This is not the 1990s anymore. The early 2000s, whenever she was last, you know, a, a thing. You're just some old, angry lady mm-hmm. who has made a fool of yourself on multiple occasions. Nobody is clamoring to see you anymore there might be people who are like hey we're going to the show but they're not super jazzed about it they're they're not clearly they're not making their whole you know week around you know this is not a taylor swift concert here casey and then she has to go to social media and beg people to buy tickets i have no idea what the ticket price is but it it doesn't too much right it doesn't matter too much that's your answer casey unless it's free whatever it is if it were free you you know what though casey yeah um all right so when we come back Mm mm-hmm uh, we're going to talk about what Diego Morales did yesterday, and everybody needs to wake up on this because this is gross, and it is a great insight into your government and the people in it and how they view it and how they view you. Um, but you mentioned how much people would pay for something. Mm-hmm. And before we get to that, thankfully, one of the greatest gifts in all of entertainment is totally free, and it is coming up next. It is Kurt Darling <laughs> with the news. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Good morning. It is 9.32. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So the Secretary of State, Diego Morales, has endorsed Jim Banks for U.S. Senate. And he tweeted out, I'm pleased to join President Trump and the Indiana Republican Party in endorsing Congressman Jim Banks for the U.S. Senate. And uh, they took this picture in the Secretary of State's office. Okay, so Jim Banks, everybody knows him. He is the guy who is the Kevin McCarthy super fan, uh, voted 15 times for Kevin McCarthy to be speaker, then voted to save Kevin McCarthy. Jim Banks uh, also has lined up with Eric Holcomb and Kyle Hupfer and Ann Hathaway. Uh, very excited to have their endorsements in his Senate run. And um, as part of this, the Indiana Republican Party has developed some weird fetish about keeping anybody else from running for Jimbo's anointed public office. They are wholly invested in this just ridiculous uh, lawsuit that John Rust won at the And By the way, I'm not endorsing John Rust. I'm not saying I'm going to vote for John Rust. I have no idea. But whether I like somebody politically or not has absolutely nothing to do with whether they have the right to run for a public office they are forced to fund as a taxpayer. And you and me and Kevin and John Rust and everybody else is forced to uh, fund Republican primary elections because the Republicans are too inept and apparently bad with money to run their own elections like, say, the Libertarians do. And the Republican Party collectively, along with Diego and Rokita and the rest of the Good Time Fun gang um, are in, you know, in court 
uh, and the Republican Party has filed a friend of the court brief on behalf of the state and in front of the Supreme Court to keep John Rust off the ballot because they are obsessed with Jim Banks not having any competition. And we've said this before, we'll say it again. Take the name John Rust out of this. Put your name in it because they would do the same thing if it were you. 80% of the state, that's what came out in the first hearing with John Rust, where the judge ruled in favor of Rust and against the state's election laws. 80% plus of the state is ineligible to run for public office right now. And that's how the Republicans want it. So we already know that the Republicans, both as a party, are working in coordination with their statewide office holders to tip the scale and rig the system against regular people. So Diego, um, and you never know with Diego, because I go back and forth on whether he is that maniacal or just that big of an idiot. And either one is highly possible with Diego Morales because he is by far the worst person, the most incompetent, biggest buffoon in the 207 plus year history of this state to ever hold statewide public office. So I really go back and forth. And we're going to have Kennett on, Tony Kennett coming up at, at 10. And, mm-hmm. and I'm going to be curious to see where we'll put that to him because I know he kind of goes back and forth on this as well. Uh, Diego, in his official taxpayer-funded office, mm-hmm. takes this photo with Jim Banks, endorsing him and declaring him, I think he calls him the next senator mm-hmm. from the state of Indiana. Mm-hmm. So this is the equivalent. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, this is when Jim Banks was dropping off the signatures to qualify for the primary ballot on Thursday. And then Diego Morales declared him the next senator from Indiana. Yeah. So this is the equivalent. So Diego Morales is in charge of elections in the state of Indiana. He is in charge of elections, which means the votes are counted fairly. They're counted accurately mm-hmm. that impartially machi- impartially machines work this is the equivalent of if the pacers were playing the lakers in the nba finals and the referee said we already have a winner yes. before the first shot yes if the referee came out and said lebron james is going to be the in uh, congratulations one of the refs said congratulations lebron james on being the nba finals mvp Pacers fans would be going, the game hasn't even started. And you, the ref, are declaring who the winner is going to be. That's the first side of it. The second side of it is, Casey, Mm -hmm. he is in his taxpayer-funded office Mm -hmm. doing political activity, which everybody knows under the sun. I have worked in the state house. I worked in the state auditor's office. The number one thing that state uh, that office holders are told and the people who work around uh, office holders who may also be involved in politics in some some shape form or fashion if you are and they make it so clear to you like right out of the gate if you are going to do anything political you absolutely 100% cannot do it on taxpayer time Mm -hmm. or using taxpayer resources Period. End of story. Don't take my word for it, Casey. Let's go. And I think I'll tweet this photo out here once we get done with the segment. Let's go to the Indiana Office of Inspector General, who is in charge of all these things. And right at the very top, under political activity rule, uh, it says summary of the political activity rule. And right there, Casey, and you have seen this with your Mm -hmm. own two brilliant and trustworthy eyes. It says, quote, the number one thing. Don't engage in political activity during work. Mm-hmm. Period. Stop. Right. 
right. in. And then there is a whole bunch of examples of how you would be breaking this rule doing political activity from work. And I don't know, Casey, I'm not a man of the law, but I think a reasonable person might think endorsing a political candidate with a photo from your official statewide state office is doing political activity from work. And declaring him the winner before <laughs> a single ballot has been cast. These Republicans, and the reason, okay, so with, with with Diego, you generally don't know, is he actually that stupid? Because there is a strong chance that Diego was actually that stupid and it didn't dawn on him or he didn't remember being told that. But this is a, whether it's Lucas with the gun or it's the Rokita stuff, which we're going to get into later, where he, he was on with Tony today. And Tony asked him a lot of great questions. But his excuse where he's trying to say, well, I was talking about issue number three when I issued this, this, this statement that people are so upset about. Not the other two things. I've already, these people, these Republicans have won so many elections now. And this is our fault. This is 100 percent. Our fault, Casey. These Republicans believe they are above the law. They believe the rules don't matter to them. And they believe no matter what they do, you will not hold them accountable. If I And John Rust is going to be with us next week. Mm-hmm. If I were John Rust, I would file, and he has the money to do it, I would file every single complaint possible under the sun against this guy. I would seek justice to the ends of the earth because the Republican Party, as, as a political organization, is clearly working in cahoots with these statewide office people to tip the scales against people they don't like. So it's the problem that Diego Morales, who swore to hold elections in the great state of Indiana fairly and impartially, has said that Jim Banks is the next senator from Indiana before the filing deadline even closed. Yes! And he did it in his office, and he did it as the Secretary of State. It, It is such an abuse of that office it is such an abuse of power and what Diego Morales is doing to you. Take John Rust out of the equation. What he is doing to you as a taxpayer is he is standing over you as you are laying on the ground and he is hawking a giant loogie in your face and he's <laughs> laughing at you going, what are you going to do about it? Because you dummies put me in here. You knew what an incompetent buffoon I was. You knew the paperwork showed I'd been fired from the office before. You knew the paperwork showed I was about to be fired again. You know I voted in a county different from where I was taking my homestead credit. You know I spent $44,000-ish on a tax, on a, on a, not on a tax, on a, on a with campaign money on an automobile. You know I did all these things, and you guys will vote red no matter what. You people are so addicted to Republican, you'll put any single person who has an R next to their name in there because you can't be any worse than me. And he's probably right, Casey, because I'm going to bet the Democrats are too inept to get their act together and do anything about it. So hopefully, because John Rust has the money, he will try to do something about it. Do you remember when we were talking about how he was uh, touring the state, Diego Morales was, and presenting different checks to different clerks' offices and it was from Diego Morales, Indiana Secretary of State. Our money, and he was was putting his name on the check. His name on it, yeah. Same thing happened yesterday, and this is uh, an aside from the uh, Jim Banks thing. Uh, Jim Banks went in and turned in the signatures for Donald Trump. Yes. And I got this email from Diego Morales' office that says President Trump files with Secretary Morales. (laughs) When really, I think it should have said that President Trump files in the state of Indiana. Of course it should. And Diego is tweeting out a photo 
of him and Trump giving thumbs up together. Mm -hmm. Again, your job is, it's the whole reason, like when I said we're with Rokita, I don't want him being attorney general because he plays politics with everything in a job that is non-political. It's an administrative job. Your job is to be the chief law enforcement officer for the state. Your job is to uphold and defend the laws of the state of Indiana. Period, stop, end of story. Your politics don't matter. If you want to play politics, go be a congressman again or a senator or a whatever. Same thing with Diego. You're an administrator. Your job is to administrate the laws of the state of Indiana as it relates to the things that your office oversees, whether it's elections or businesses. And by the way, if he'll do this to people in elections, he also oversees businesses. Do you think this guy wouldn't have any trouble if he'll do it in elections, putting his thumb on the scale of businesses he does or doesn't like? Diego's job is not to cheerlead publicly for someone. Clearly, he's a vote. He's a citizen. He's a voter. He's entitled to vote for whoever he wants. But his job, and I've never seen this before from the Secretary of State's office, even Todd Rokita didn't do anything like this when he was the Secretary of State. It is an administrative position. Your job is to call the balls and strikes to ensure that everyone who is eligible to run runs, to ensure votes are founded counted fairly to ensure election integrity is upheld and you have this guy time and again openly cheerleading mm-hmm. for specific people where he is supposed to be fair and balanced and he's not doing that no but nobody he's ever holds him accountable and will, a- will somebody will hold will anything happen i don't this? know casey it seems pretty hard to me and i will tweet this out as mm-hmm. soon as we get done at robin kendall on twitter It seems pretty hard to me from the Office of Inspector General. Summary of the political activity rule. Don't engage in political activity during work. (laughs) I don't know, Casey. (laughs) I don't know how endorsing someone with a photo in your office isn't political activity during work. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. minutes away from 10 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So Vegas casinos raking in record gambling revenue, oh. proving that the house just doesn't lose. So why do you think this is happening? I have my own theories. And I, I think part of it is because they keep changing the odds. Well, okay. So when we, so on, when I got married in 2022, mm-hmm. um, we went to Las Vegas, yeah, and that was kind of how Vegas had just kind of really begun to reopen again. And we were talking to some of the people that were that were there uh, working at the hotel we stayed at, and we were talking about, you know, how, look, wow, it's so busy. What's the kind of rhyme or reason for this? And the person that told us, he said, look, there was such a pent up the inability to travel, or if you could go there, you had to wear these masks, etc. Mm-hmm. That we have seen a surge of people flood into Vegas and come here because of they weren't able to come or they weren't able to come the way that they wanted to. And I think you're seeing this in terms of travel, et cetera, and and vacationing and doing events that people are recognizing, wow, government has proven they'll take everything from us at any time. Guess we better enjoy it while we've still got it. And I think you see 
more and more people traveling to Vegas. And look, Vegas is clearly growing. I mean, they, they're obviously, they've got a professional football team mm-hmm. now. They've got a hockey team. Mm-hmm. They're about to have a, a professional baseball team. I mean, Vegas is giving people reasons to be in Vegas outside of just hey, we're going to the casinos. And so I think you're seeing a a windfall of that. So the Las Vegas casinos on the Strip generated a record $905 million just in December. And that is combined for more than $1.2 billion. And you're right. You know, you've got U2 at the Sphere. You've got the Raiders bringing in more tourists. But another reason I think that the house is winning is because they're changing the odds. And if, I don't know if you've gone gambling recently, but they've- Every day on my computer, Casey. (laughs) And on your commute in, and we'll get into that in just a minute. But they've added another zero, like on the roulette wheel. It's the double zero oh, now. Wow. So if you're if you're playing the board there, there's just another slot to choose from. Here's what's really interesting, though, and it'll tie it back to what we talked about last segment. So Vegas, uh, competition breeds innovation and hard work, and when you have competition, you're gonna you're it's survival of the fittest. You got to evolve. You got to advance or you die. Mm-hmm. And so you're seeing this in Vegas now, where for all these years, Vegas had a total monopoly, no pun intended, on the sports betting industry. And if you want to place a bet on sports legally, obviously many people did did so that was not necessarily fall into that description, but if you wanted to place a legal bet, you had to do it in Las Vegas on sports. Mm-hmm. Well, five years ago or whatever it's been now, when the Supreme Court said, hey, that's unconstitutional, each state has the right to have the same um, the same rules that Nevada does, you saw Vegas now have to readapt in order to get people to come there because now you can sit on your phone you can and sit do on your phone gambling. and do it. Yeah, there's yeah. no compelling reason you had to give people, rather, I should say, a compelling reason to be in Las Vegas, and that had to be more than just the betting because you didn't have the monopoly anymore. It's the same thing with politics, though. The reason you have people like Diego Morales behaving the way he does, the reason you have people like Jim Lucas behaving the way he does, the reason you have people like Todd Rokita behaving the way that he does, the reason you have the Indiana General Assembly, the Republicans, behaving the way they do, is because there is no competition. There is no threat of somebody going to do something because they've gerrymandered the districts and the Democrats are so radically left and can't get out of their own way that they offer no actual viable competition. So if you want to, and people always say, well, what are we supposed to do? Let a Democrat get in there? Yes! If you actually want the Republicans to behave like they say in the party platform, if you actually want the Republicans to govern the way they promise when they campaign, the only way to do that is for them to start losing elections. Just look at Las Vegas. Las Vegas got competition. What happened? Beautiful building. The mm-hmm. sphere goes up. You see the, the, the mass attraction of, you know, the, the Raiders are, you know, moved to Las Vegas. You're seeing the the Oakland Athletics are going to move to Las Vegas. They're cleaning up the city. Mm-hmm. They had the to Fountain do that. The Fountain Blue is now yes. open, which has been closed for years. Yes. So when I say, when you say, what do you want to do? A Democrat to get in there? Yes. Because as long as you just keep voting red, no matter what, the, you will continue to get this stuff because competition, whether it's in business or in politics or in anything, competition is the best thing for everyone. So another way that I gamble every single morning is on my way into oh, work no. because let me tell you, by the way, uh, spring is on the way, according to the groundhog. Uh, but with spring comes those potholes. Yeah. And I notice it so much driving down Washington, Horrible, isn't it? coming into work. Horrible. Uh, it, I, had to, I had to stop. So so I had to stop going Washington mm-hmm. because it's too bad. 
Like there's like to drive any decent rate of speed on Washington Street. And I am talking from the intersection at Rockville all the way downtown. Uh, and oftentimes I will go that way because I just load drove, driving on 70. Mm-hmm. There are too many potholes that I recognize to go at any rate of speed to avoid doing damage. So unless you want to take an hour to get home, I now have to go 70 in order to get it's gross. It's pathetic. I have no idea how you do it. Well, you know, uh, <laughs> I do a lot of, I, I don't know, I feel like I'm a basketball player sometimes. Yeah. And the potholes are like, you know, setting up a pick for me. I got to like bob and weave around them. There's there's no way. Yeah, and you're right. And that's what you have to do. And I think you can get away with it during the day because the the, the cops are like realizing there's probably a good chance you're not actually intoxicated at noon or one in the afternoon. <laughs> but if you did that at night, there's no way you're not getting pulled over. An officer observes you weaving around those puddles. Yeah, they're going to think, well, you know, you've had a cocktail or something, but uh, they're created when the water seeps beneath the pavement and then it cracks. And there's a Mayor's Action Center, oh, which is, is open daily uh-huh. for your phone call, Monday through Friday, yeah. 8 to 5. And they want you to call and report the potholes. I'm going to throw out the number here really quick just for fun. It's 317-327-4622. But if they really wanted people to report the potholes, that phone number would be ringing off the hook. And here's another thing to add to this. Isn't there supposed to be some sort of way, though, that you can get on a list to get money if your tire well, gets torn up by one of Joe Hogsett's potholes? That's another thing. Car repair costs have gone, us, gone up almost 20%. Over the past year. So if you run into one of these huge potholes like Tony Katz did, I think he got a flat tire the other day. He left his house? <laughs> he did. And he came in here. Uh, and and look what happened. He, wait, he, the he one time hit he a came, big pothole the, and got a flat tire. The one time Katz came into work, he got a flat tire? Yeah, that's why he doesn't leave Carmel, right? And come to Indianapolis. But it's almost like, you know, uh, voters of Indianapolis... Uh, brought this on ourselves with who we put in office again with Boss Hogsett. Same, but it's the same. It's okay. So the same rule we talked about the Republican statewide applies to the Democrats in Marion County. What incentive does Joe Hogsett have to clean up the city, make it less violent, uh, make it, you know, make the roads better, the sidewalks better? None. There's none. There's no accountability in Marion County because the Democrats control everything. The Republicans in Marion County are as inept as the Democrats are state wide and you are seeing this a, a whole bunch of this comes back to gerrymandering and how the, the districts have been drawn etc so um like andre carson andre carson has no chance of losing if you were to run you could run mitch daniels in marion county mm-hmm. and andre carson would still win at least 60 percent mm-hmm. of the vote mm-hmm. as a result he's probably going to win 90 percent of the vote or more this year um but the the point of all this is there is no when you don't have competition when the lawmakers the politicians the the people asking for your vote don't fear at retribution they're going to do what's best for or easiest for them they're not going to do what's best for you people are asking well what's going to happen to diego probably nothing cuz he's endorsing the right people mm-hmm. he's endorsing the state party's choice Jim Banks, and we've seen how Holcomb and Hupfer and those guys operate. If they like you, you can do like Jim Banks did and drive drunk and blow through a barricade and flee the scene of an accident and get uh, try to you know mislead the cops when when you're hiding your vehicle. 
and they won't see a sol- say a solitary word. If you're Curtis Hill and they don't like you and you're not charged with anything or f- no ethics violations are found, they'll call on you to resign and put the f- entire weight of the party on you. So, no, nothing's probably going to happen to Diego because they like him now because he's proved, despite all the things he said when he was running at convention and the Lincoln Day dinners, he has proven, as everybody who knows Diego knew he would be, a reliable establishment stooge. Well, I'm just wondering when my taxes that are supposed to be paying for infrastructure will actually be improving the infrastructure. I know. see you and your drugs. You're funny. I'm so silly, right? And with the uh, increase in uh, car costs being at 20%, they're saying it's because of the higher labor costs, obviously still supply chain issues, or, or Rob, here's another reason why. Hi, honey. Um, I just got done at the car shop. Um, I got the oil change, and then I also got a really good deal on putting air in the tires. Um, he, hold on, hold on. what? You got... I got a really good deal on putting air in the tires. I got the premium stuff. Okay. So he said that (laughs) I could get air in um, the premium air in two tires, the front ones for 150 bucks, or I could get just like regular air in all four. Huh? Hold on. Yeah. What do you mean by premium air? What are you talking about? Well, he said that, like, it had, there was, like, it, it like, lasted an extra long time. He said it was, like, really high end, and that's what no. more of, like, the luxury cars got. No. 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 Babe. What? You don't, air is free. You did not pay for air in your tires. <laughs> no, no, no. Turns out she was joking with him the whole time. All right. Um, Tony Kennett's going to join mm-hmm. us next. We'll get into this governor's primary and why everybody's so boring. And we'll talk about Diego. And I mean, oh, just so much. Tony Kennett joins us next. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.